Hello guys, it's Ty Lachey. I am super excited to introduce a new segment on our Young and Black in Business podcast called Lessons Learned. In Lessons Learned, we will be chatting with people who have been in business for a while and who have just gone through some things and are able to just impart and share the lessons that they have learned in business because many of us are just getting started and it's always nice to have somebody who has kind of been in the game to just give us some insight on what to look out for to let us know you know what worked for them what didn't work for them some challenges that they face just to help us along the way in hopes that we can just kind of learn from from their experiences so i hope you enjoy this episode and the future lesson learned episodes to come hello everyone welcome back to another episode of young and black in business this is actually a new segment something i am going to call lessons learned where we invite individuals who have been in the entrepreneurial game for a long time and they are sharing lessons that they learned along the way with us to help us aspiring and upcoming entrepreneurs. So today I have a special guest, Miss Lisa Brown Glasper. She's been in the game since 2011 and I'm just going to let her introduce herself to you guys. Hello you all, my name is Lisa Brown Glasper. Um, I started entrepreneurship 2011. I originally started with a tax company that I actually contracted through and they were based out of Atlanta, Georgia. And the way that company worked is you would have to get your own clients. You would, everything you had to market and promote everything yourself. So from there, um, it's basically you renting their software to use. So I was with that company for about three years. And then I was like, hey, you know what? I want to just have my own tax business altogether. I, I don't want to contract underneath anybody. Um, let me do this. At that time, I was still working um, two jobs at the time, and I lived in, first I lived in Atlanta, and then I moved to Connecticut. Mm-hmm. So I got a long story about that. That's <laughs> another episode. Mm-hmm. But um, at that time, I lived in Connecticut um, with my husband, and we, um, I was in between working two jobs and doing entrepreneurship. Uh, we were, then later we moved back here because I have family that live here and I want to be close to my family and in the process um, I was like you know what it's time for me to just cut ties with the job and I cut ties with my job that was 2016 um, that that year what originally happened was I before that I had started sewing clothes and I've been sewing for years I had been sewing since I was seven it's just a uh, hobby that mm-hmm. I had but it went from a hobby to me starting to do fashion shows which was still a hobby because I wasn't making any money um, but in between um, working the tax company around tax season and trying to do fashion shows just was not working so I was like okay I'm gonna see if I can um, I think I have enough money to sustain me with the tax business while I'll stop working which I did, (laughs) and I'm here to tell you that it was all good Mm -hmm. until like mid part of August, then I ended up picking up another job, I'm like, oh my God. It sustained me up till August, um, but because the um, fashion business wasn't bringing any income, Mm -hmm. it wasn't enough to sustain me for the whole year, so I ended up um, going back into um, being a QA manager. 
from that point, I was like, okay, well, I need to really sit down and assess um, this fashion ideal I want to do. Is this a hobby? Is this actually going to bring me income? Mm -hmm. <laughs> or is this just something I want to do that bring a little money in but not enough to sustain bills? Right. At that time, it was a hobby that was bringing in extra income. So um, then I had to assess, do I want to continue doing these fashion shows? Because the point of me doing the fashion shows was to brand um, my skill, mm -hmm. which was making clothes. Um, from there, I was like, okay, I invested a lot in these fashion shows. And of course, because I'm an uh, accountant, then at the same time, I'm looking at, I'm losing money with this, yeah. <laughs> with this hobby over here. This is not going to work. Wow. I can't even, you can only write off a hobby if you made the same amount of um, money, like mm -hmm. so it can't cap. Whatever you make, let's say if you make $5,000 off the hobby, mm -hmm. you can only write that amount of expenses when you have a hobby versus when you have a business, you can write off uh, all your expenses. So mm -hmm. for me, I was like, okay, this is not going to work. Right. This is just a hobby. It's not doing anything. Um, but by that next year, because of all of the promoting with the fashion shows, um, that following tax season, it went from just taxes mm -hmm. to now me making prom gowns, which I didn't originally plan. Look so I ended up getting swamped between <laughs> mm -hmm. prom and fashion. Mm -hmm. But then what I learned from that situation is you have to learn to say no sometimes. So, um, yes, the money's coming in. The clients are coming in. They're getting their gowns. You're doing taxes. But at the same time, I end up finding myself drained. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, not much time for my children because I have three children and my husband. Yeah. Um, because he was still working a full time job, and my schedule we would hit and miss mm -hmm. when we don't see each other like that. Um, but I, of course, at that time, I was eager because I'm like, "Ooh, yeah, I got the tax business going. I'm right. making dresses over here, right? Doing it, um, and this is picking up, and you know." Mm -hmm. um, then. The more I um, taxes began to increase because most of my clients were people that I never met. I have a lot of clients in Connecticut that that I never seen. Wow. <laughs> I have clients in Texas that I never seen, mm -hmm. and it's just word of mouth. So somebody might spread, "Hey, this person does taxes," and then are they going on my website mm -hmm. and send their info? So wow. from there, it's like, okay, I gotta think smarter. Um, am I ready to leave this job and be mm -hmm. done for good? And as I calculated all of my expenses at that time, it ended up, basically the amount I was making as a QA, I was making the same amount from taxes in the boutique. Oh. Um, and really, they wasn't even paying me a lot with that job. I'm not going to shade them. But anyway. <laughs> no shade, but... <laughs> but um, it, so I was like, okay, I'm making them, I'm making like 30, I'm making around 30 grand a year. That's enough for now, mm -hmm. you know. Um, and I'm like, okay, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let this job go. And I'm, and the thing is that I think happened with entrepreneurs that we do is because entrepreneurship, one day you can make $200, one day you might not make nothing, one mm -hmm. day you might make four, you know, you might make two or $3,000 right. in a day. And what happens is a lot of times as an entrepreneur, you have to, one thing they don't teach, you really got to learn how to manage your money, mm -hmm. <laughs> especially yeah. if your business is only because both my businesses are running only a certain part of the year so mm -hmm. from yeah, january true. to what april maybe june with proms mm -hmm. um so i'm looking like okay 
I money management is very important. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah. other thing is finding how to stream your income in the businesses that you do mm-hmm. where I know everybody say, Oh, you have multiple streams of income. What that mean that doesn't mean having different a bunch of different um, crafts that mm-hmm. you're all streaming. You can do that too, but also with the businesses that you do, you have to learn how to stream them um, differently. Like mm-hmm. so, for example, if I'm doing taxes, that's one stream. But then another stream is I can have people rent out my software. That's the second stream, still in the tax business. Oh, within that same I can thing. yes, I can yeah. teach um, because I'm a certified enrolled and agent. I can certify other road agents, and that's mm-hmm. another stream of income in that same tax business. Um, right now, I'm working on ebooks that teach people how to understand Schedule C's and different um, Schedule E for real estate and things like that. Mm-hmm. So then, that's another stream of income. Right. But it's all within that same business. Right. Now, it's the exact same with the fashion. It goes from sewing prom gowns, and I also teach sewing classes to mm-hmm. um, children on the weekends. Nice. So that's an it's in the same business, but it's an, another stream of income in that business. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I'm looking to start creating patterns. I already started, but mm-hmm. now I gotta get them, um, you know, get them professional. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> then that's another stream of income. So it's like you, in your actual craft, whatever you do, you have to look for multiple ways that you can make that one business have mm-hmm. multiple streams of income. Not that you have to do multiple things A whole to get bunch that of income. Things. But yeah. at the same time, some of us are um, like just deep rooted entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. For myself, I have a background of, I'm not going to go too much into it, but where my parents was a part of this um, organization that was a, it was a religious organization. Mm -hmm. But as a child, um, at 15, I was managing bakeries and managing (laughs) restaurants. So I kind of had that knowledge hands-on as an entrepreneur. Yeah. and I even they even had it to the point where I was going around setting up the systems. As they was opening up restaurants in different states, I was the person that they would send out to set up the restaurants. That's cool. So um, that was the plus about that mm-hmm. <laughs> about that organization. We got some got flaws, mm-hmm. but we're gonna stick to the positive. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so it was something that, and this was an all black um, religious. Mm-hmm. Um, Community, so mm-hmm. they had. Wow. I mean, they had everything from service stations to bakeries, diners. They had the whole. Everything. They had everything. So, in the process of it, a lot of the youth ran their businesses, and wow. for me, that's something that stuck with me. And I'm like, okay, yeah. I I want to do this, but mm-hmm. not with all of the negativity that they have. But I want to do the positive oh, things right. that they did, and um, that was something that I was able to excel at. Nice. Um, what made me want to start the not-for-profit melanin entrepreneurship is because a lot of times as black people, we are we're misguided on what entrepreneurship is. A lot of times, it's, it's a trend now with entrepreneurship. So everybody want to be an entrepreneur. Oh, you're making this money, and you're doing this, and you work for yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, however, it's a lot of hard work, yeah. <laughs> and nothing is easy. But at the same time, it's like certain things we just... We hit and miss. Um, so this basically the non for profit will allow people to learn how to do marketing. I have a marketing team, mm-hmm. um, and she's actually based out of Atlanta. And then I'm gonna actually be partnering with some marketers here locally as well. Nice. Excuse me. I have another marketer that's in California. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. And I have a business consultant slash grant writer, and she'll be teaching the business strategy. Um, nice. And you may have heard of her, and you might want to get her on your podcast, okay. Miss Barbara Wrights. Okay. 
she teaches at UMKC. But she will be teaching, like, the business strategy part as far as how you have a business plan, how you um, draw, how you go through the whole mm-hmm. <laughs> um, strategy of your business. Right. Because you got to know what your mission is. You have to know um, demographically. You have to know, um, you know, you, you got to know all the research. Who is this for? Why is it for them? What's the effects mm-hmm. it's going to cause? Um, will it do anything for the community? And especially now with most well, it's not starting this year, but in a few years, a lot of these jobs will be requiring people to have bachelor degrees. Mm-hmm. So what's that going to do is that's going to rule out a lot of black people if you're not in school and that's don't have true. a bachelor. So you're going to end up having to settle for basic jobs that you that's not paying anything. Man. So entrepreneurship is really a movement that's going to be very important. Mm-hmm. When you find out, hey, I don't even need this to do this. I can hire somebody with that degree to help run my company, yep. <laughs> but I don't necessarily have to be the one... Um, with the degree, so to say, mm-hmm. and you still and, and as you have time, because for me, I'm going back to school to be a tax lawyer. Mm-hmm. So, oh nice, um, so you're still but, doing it. <laughs> yes, <laughs> so it's nice. like you still have time to, um, to like if you need those cert- certifications, mm-hmm. but you can do that while your business is running. Right. Um, so just ha- giving them that knowledge of everything that they need, and at the end of the program, um, they, it'll be a workshop, and it'll be online. They would go through this program. At the end of the program, they would have to sell, you know, why mm-hmm. they need this grant, and we will be funding them money that's not a loan, so they mm-hmm. don't have to pay it back, nice. and they will help kids start their business. Now, if they already have a business, but it's not that productive, then mm-hmm. they'll be welcome as well. And I already nice. have a waiting list of, of entrepreneurs on that waiting list. <laughs> nice. How can people um, get in contact with you for that? Because it's called Melanin, Melanin, Melanin Entrepreneurship. Entrepreneurship. Yep. How can people get in contact with um, you? We have the website, MelaninEntrepreneurship.com, and I'm mostly on Facebook. And they can reach out. Um, they can reach out to me either mm-hmm. on Facebook or um, my Instagram is Veronica Glasper. Um, I'm on LinkedIn as well, and I'm knowing the entrepreneurship is on Twitter as well. Okay. Um, so, and we'll also be partnering with KCK um, College on the Kansas side for mm-hmm. entrepreneurship. So we have a few things that's in the works. Nice. Um, but the main thing is everybody having that real understanding of what entrepreneurship is. Um, how to be effective in it. Understanding if this is this a hobby or is this actual. Mm-hmm. You know, it's this actually a business. Right. And then being able to understand how you can make that business work in multiple ways. Right. So it's not just that, like, once. Uh, oh, I, I didn't mention that. Like, we offer in payroll. So oh, that's, nice. like, all in the tax. So you have to have, okay, if this is the business, this is the streams that it offers. You know, mm-hmm. this is the boutique and this is what it offers. Mm-hmm. This is, you know, so it's an ongoing, all year round productive mm-hmm. business. Um, and the more you... Um, get busy, you're going to know that you can't do it all by yourself. Yeah. For me, I know I have my, my husband and I, we're a team, but I also have, um, like I said, the, a marketer, um, and she's she's really, really big help. Mm-hmm. And then I have, like, two other women that's on the team that's, they, from publishing to helping me um, promote and blog, mm-hmm. um, but you have to have a team. It's not a one-man's job, um, and you Depending on how much you're making, you have to be willing to pay too, because people. Yes, are not going of course, to... you gotta pay people what they're worth too. <laughs> That's right. Um, the beauty of having the not-for-profit is there are different uh, programs that pay you to hire people to 
to have work with your um, not-for-profit. So, like, for example, if they have a, um, a grant that I'm, I've already written that mm-hmm. would allow youth to come in as apprenticeships, mm-hmm. but they will be getting paid to learn the skill. So, um, so that grant, so it's pretty much you. You can pay people, but you're not even paying them. It's the grant, grant that's paying them. Correct. Yo, that's cool. <laughs> so they're getting the entrepreneur um, background early right and the thing is that the main thing that everyone that has to go through melon entrepreneurship whoever go through the process they will be required to have to be able to teach the children as Mm -hmm. well so if they say hey i want to start a trucking business i'm going through entrepreneurship i want to learn how to set up my business i want to get the llc or i want to get the corporation or whatever they want to get they go through the process we help them they learn how to, um, and they'll be learning how to write grants as well. So they'll learn all of these skills. But once they are established, um, a part of the agreement is they have to be able to teach the youth yeah. as well. So that'll go through Melon Entrepreneur. So they'll come in and teach workshops with mm-hmm. the youth. But that same process, those youth can volunteer in their businesses and still get paid through the grants. That's awesome. Yes. So look at that. <laughs> and I hope I know I kind of explained a lot, but I that's no. the that's the idea of everything. And then if you had any questions for me, no, uh, it's good. I just um, this was awesome because I was just kind of like writing some notes down just to kind of like reiterate what you were saying. Um, one, learn to say no at times because like you can't take on everything and you don't want to burn yourself out um to knowing how to how to manage your money in your business because like you said some businesses they 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 profit more so at a certain time so knowing how to make that last because i hear a lot of people say like in entrepreneurship like every week and every month is different and that's right <laughs> that and then um knowing how to stream your income within that same field and it's crazy because i i do hear that a lot like having multiple streams of income and that's what everybody says and i know there's a lot of people with a lot of passions like i have a lot of things i want to do in my life but it's like you don't even think about having multiple streams like within that same field you don't have to go out and try to learn all these different things just like finding ways how you can make that money within that same field which is awesome because i didn't even think about that honestly and then lastly like knowing that you can't do it all by yourself and getting a team like yes and even if your team start off as um well you're gonna find this out too Mm -hmm. and it's not a negative but a lot of times your friends they're your friends but they're not your business partners yeah that's (laughs) so you cannot take it personal you cannot have expectations even with family they're Mm -hmm. your family but they're not your business partners yeah they're not going to have the same ambition or drive as you Mm -hmm. and that's okay right you can't judge them you can't hold oh man i got this business and they're not even resharing it Mm -hmm. all that stuff do not matter because they're not obligated to have to support your business yes yes but then you find people with the same light minded Mm -hmm. energy um Mm -hmm. and i've came across a lot of people that I just meet and they're like oh well let me help you with this and this and they're genuine real people yeah and um and then from that you build a bond now you're helping them and you're teaching them and vice versa and now you introduced to someone else and Mm -hmm. you're introduced to someone else and they're there but it's not anything to take personal Mm because I know a lot of times we have these expectations that (laughs) and I had to get over it Mm -hmm. (laughs) because I had my minutes and I have actual friends that are very supportive um this like they've been there from the beginning mm-hmm. and they refer they you know they done everything yeah. but it's 
the main thing is you can't have expectations of them like they're required to have to do this. Yes. They're not required. Exactly. <laughs> if they do, it's a plus. If they don't, it's okay. It's and y'all still it's cool. Okay. I, I see a lot of that on Facebook, like especially like people starting new businesses. They feel some type of way because maybe their family isn't supporting like they want them to. But it's like, like you said, you can't have that, those expectations and be upset because it's like everything isn't for everybody. That's right. Um. Yeah. And yeah, it's like, even if they aren't interested, you can still share it. But still, it's like, don't get offended. Because it's like, would you do the same thing for them if they were doing that? A lot of the time, I don't know. I don't want to go off on a tangent. But we'll just <laughs> leave it at that. Yeah, that's true. Um, I do want to know, um, what's like your most favorite thing about being an entrepreneur? What do you love the most about it? And then, uh, yeah, we'll do that first. What I love the most about being an entrepreneur is being able to actually really set my own schedule mm -hmm. being able to see if i if i want to like let's say for example um i had somebody reach out to me they wanted me to make them a pattern mm -hmm. for a design and i'm able to say if if i want to take this test on or if i don't mm -hmm. um because you, you'll see and you you and as you get into it you'll start to feel and read energy mm -hmm. so you'll be able to know okay if this person is demanding or if they're this or mm -hmm. and for me my main thing for me not being <laughs> one of my main things is i like to work on my own time right um even if i have a contract with somebody i like to um some tissue i like to um you know give myself a space mm -hmm. where um they you know i'll, I'll give myself a time whereas they It'll give me enough time to work within my schedule mm -hmm. versus me um, having to work around their time. So if they say, right. hey, I have this outfit, I have this design I would like you to make, mm -hmm. um, and I'll say, hey, what's your time? And if they say, oh, I need it in a week, and I know for me, I need two you, or three weeks, then yeah. I'm sorry, I, I'm not going to be able to do it. Yeah. I can refer you to another designer to who can, who can yeah. and, and, you know, that'll be that. And, and it's okay for me. It's okay to say that no mm -hmm. because at that point... I know I I have a certain schedule that I work on that works for me. Right. And um, what it does is it allows people to respect you. Because mm -hmm. now if you're working where you're not um, comfortable, mm -hmm. are you on pressure? Are you, you know, it's, that's not, it's an uncomfortable feeling. Yeah. And that's one of the main things I love about it. Um, this year, I've actually reached for for all of my business together, I reached about seventy thousand for the year. Yeah, that's big. <laughs> I I've never um, you know, it's, that's a that's a lot. Yeah, for me. that's a that's, that's a big deal. <laughs> Whereas I've a couple of years ago it was fifteen thousand, it was thirty thousand, mm -hmm. and it had been thirty for a minute. All right, so you kind of gave us um, like your what do you love the most about being an entrepreneur? So I want to know what's the biggest downside? Is it the money, like not knowing how stuff is, or what's the biggest downside for you for entrepreneur? It's entrepreneurship? not the you know what's crazy. It's not the well. It started off as the money, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, not knowing, um, you know, not knowing what, what, what you, yeah. where's the money coming from? It's mm -hmm. gonna be, it's gonna last. But I would have to say, um, I think one of the things is, too, not having a fear. Because when I first started off, I had a fear of not um, of not being perfect, you know. And then especially as a black entrepreneur, a lot of times if a business make one error, 
black people, we sometimes bash our own people to yes, worse. Yes, so it has true. you on eggshells. Like, oh my God, um, if I made this error or this person, um, you know, any mm-hmm. it could be anything. Um, but now I'm at a point where I know the main thing is communication, mm-hmm. um, having a schedule, being organized, and being able to say yes or no. Yeah. Um, and I've learned even with um, and having contracts. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to share a situation that happened. Um, this happened, I want to say last year, I had a lady reach out to me. And she wanted me to contract to make her some skirts. Mm-hmm. And we were in the phase of, hey, I'll make a sample. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'll drop the proposal. Right. If you like it, then we'll move forward. Um, I made the sample skirt for her. Mm-hmm. She drew up. I drew up the proposal. She never came and picked up the skirt. Um, now she did pay for the fabric, but at that point, um, she hadn't paid for the labor. Which on my end, uh, I normally have them pay a deposit up front, mm-hmm. and that normally covers the fabric. Mm-hmm. And um, so for me, I was like, okay, I need to make sure I include the labor in this. So it was a lesson yeah. that I learned. Yeah. Um, and then. When she, every time that we were supposed to meet for her to pick up the skirt and to make her payment, she was either out of town because her job had her out of town. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, well, what do you want me to do with the skirt? Right. Um, weeks went by, and I mean weeks, never picked up the skirt. I get a serve from the, <laughs> I get served some papers saying, hey, um, you got to come to court. So I go to court, and because I'm studying tax laws, you mm-hmm. know, we learn business law, too. Mm-hmm. Um, so I get down there, and she's um, basically saying, hey, I wanted this skirt. I didn't get this skirt. Um, I didn't get my skirt, um, and I'm suing you for opportunity laws, which is something legal that people can sue for. So that means, like, if they're saying, I had all these clients lined up to get skirts, and mm-hmm. now I lost my business because you didn't come through, but... The thing was, we were never, we had never made a contract. We were mm-hmm. at the proposal stage, mm-hmm. and you have to before she, her. That's bad business on her end because before she started advertising the sample skirt, because she took a picture of the sample I made mm-hmm. and she advertised it on her website. Oh. So bef- before she started, um, you know, making advertising as if she had these skirts on hand Mm -hmm. Uh, and we never completely drawed up a contract saying she agreed to me being the person Mm -hmm. that was her error but for me I learned well long story short of course the case got threw out because okay that's good I'm like what happened (laughs) oh no because she didn't have any facts to support what she was saying okay um so the whole case was out Mm -hmm. um she had to I end up I didn't even count it but they made her pay me for my labor right Uh, (laughs) did she get the skirt she didn't get her she didn't get a skirt after all them weeks um that's crazy um but I but the thing that's really important and that was a lesson learned for me but I I'm so grateful that I was taking these classes because everything has to be done in email when you're dealing with people. Mm. Like, doing things over Messenger is not a no. Not when it comes to the law of court. So, mm-hmm. I'm grateful that I learned that, but that's something that can be a real downfall. I just want to share with entrepreneurs to make sure they really, you know, that you're really aware of that. Yeah, um, that's crazy. Because it was things like Messenger and email, like... Why? Well, the, the legal law with emails is once they... Re- it's in the laws are where emails are part of the actual legal laws uh, where when okay. someone email and then you say, hey, you email me back. Mm-hmm. This basically is showing that these are the agreements between the conversations. 
they can bring up the text messages, but every state don't hold that legal. But oh. emails are all legal, so it's like okay, put it in an email. That's a lot of people, and they don't, and they won't tell you that. But you Who might would say, even hey. think that because I would think that messenger because it's like it's written down and it's like you can see if a person saw the message and stuff and respond. But I would just think that that's crazy. So, um, but I'm glad because everything was there as far as saying, hey, this was a sample skirt. Mm-hmm. This was a proposal, mm-hmm. and if you like it, we would go forward. She never, and she never agreed to liking it. We never agreed on moving forward, and plus, she never wow. agreed. She hadn't paid never, it, so yeah. everything. But those are things like that you just gotta know when you when you when dealing with that. people, and when you, That's um, you know, just because you never know what people what people mm-hmm. motives are at. Um, and I think she ended up finding somebody to make. You know, make it so she really didn't even have any opportunity loss because all of her orders did end up getting mm-hmm. fulfilled. But I was like, okay, that was a lesson learned for me. Yeah, but I'm grateful that I, you know, at least knew the legal part of it. Yeah. But it's like just things like that you got to be really aware of <laughs> and yeah. just um, be be conscious. Yeah. Um, and that definitely is because you said like uh, you can't do it all by yourself like having a team and it's like because a lot of people aren't aware of like all these legal laws like having like a business not like a business lawyer but like having an accountant and all these other people who know like all these legalities and stuff that we won't right. we wouldn't even necessarily think to think about just to protect yourself and your business um, I do have another question because you talked about leaving your job and then like having your business and then going back to getting a, a job and then um, having your businesses and stuff worked and that just stuck out to me because that's something that happened to me I'm still in that process like I went to school for speech therapy and I went got a bachelor's master's all these years of college worked for a year then left my job after one year to pursue like my whole entrepreneurial journey I was like 23 or 24 at the time or something didn't know what I was doing I was just walking by faith and like you know what I'm about to leave my job start this business and all this money's about to come on in little did I know that that's not how things work and you really have to have like a mindset and go like super hard if you're going to actually make the decision to leave your job and it's crazy because I was just like telling everybody I'm leaving my job to be an entrepreneur and it it wasn't like to brag or anything it was just about to let people know like if you have a dream like go after it and do everything you got to do but the thing was I wasn't doing everything I needed to do to make stuff happen and it was like at the end I ended up having to um get a nine to five job I'm not working in that field anymore um because I would have left the field anyway because of the demand and I it wasn't wouldn't be fair to like my students and parents to not give my all and half do so I'm working a job now where it's like I can leave my work at work and then go home and focus on my business but when um when is a good time do you think for people to leave their job for entrepreneurship because a lot of the time you hear people saying leave your job just go and do whatever (laughs) what do you think the main thing is you have to of course know your bills know your budget Mm -hmm. (laughs) um don't live above your means so okay if i'm living in this house and i know i pay a thousand Mm -hmm. a month for this and then i my my bill my electricity is around this amount uh, you know it's around 100 or Mm -hmm. 200 you know all of your bills um and then you have to look at logically what the business is bringing in (laughs) so i wouldn't tell nobody just to jump and leave your job Work if you can manage both, and then mm-hmm. you can see the income and you can account for the income. Then you can know, okay, am I really ready to do this? Yeah. Um, 
I'm not gonna have to make some sacrifices. Do I need yeah. to cut back off, take the cable off, and just mm-hmm. do Netflix? I know. You know yeah, like, I ended up not having like because my goal was after I got my job to get my own place. But I've been staying with my mother. My mother and my my parents have been allowing me to stay with them, which I was kind of like embarrassed about. But I'm like, I got to do what I got to do, right. and I don't have to worry about bills or anything. I'm about to get married, and all that's going to change here soon. But like all this time. Like, that was a, definitely a sacrifice that I had to make being in my 20s, all my 20s at home with my parents. But but you yeah. know what? It's not even a... I think we, we kind of mix up... I think we got to... As a whole, we have an ego or pride issue. We don't That's like to true. sit aside and say, okay, if I need to buckle down... We living in this big house, but we need to downsize and just move in an apartment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or we got three cars or two cars... Unless they paid off, we mm-hmm. need to downsize and just get drive the one that's paid off. Or, right. um, you know, like we have to logically manage our budget. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> for me, I don't. I'm not a person that go out and club. I don't go out and party. That's not really my thing. If I go out, I'm networking. Right, right. And then if I go out to the club or something, most of the time it's because my friends. Well, mm-hmm. oh, let's go out. It's not me. Right. So, <laughs> um, but then it's like. You managing your money. You don't have to um, be like super stingy, but at the same mm-hmm. time, you need to be where you you know that my bills okay, all my bills are paid. Um, do I have enough to survive? Do I have something that I can invest back into the business? Mm-hmm. Um, what I've started just recently with all my businesses is none of my money sits mm-hmm. <laughs> so if i once i have that money it's either going back into the business or i'm actually investing it into something right and, right um most of my investments are cannabis <laughs> but i'm that's investing the, that's into growing. the cannabis stock yeah. and then that way instead of it just sitting in the bank it's, it's working it's, it's for working. you yeah yeah um but that's something we that's a whole nother topic but that's mm-hmm. something that we gotta black people we need to get yeah. more familiar with as yes. well yes. because um, depending on who you're investing through, you can pull it that day, you mm-hmm. know, what you earned, or you can leave it in and let it build up. Uh, you know, it's just Man. knowing um, how to manage your money. The mm-hmm. main thing is you got to know how to manage your money. And yeah. it's not and it's not easy. Because um, the first few years, it was, I was getting kind of lavish, getting lavish with stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, paying for stuff that I really didn't have to do. Like, oh, well, let me get this and let me hire this person let me do and i really didn't need them people that way yeah and then i'm like okay they talked about doing this but i didn't really see any results in my business mm-hmm. now it's like the people that's actually here and working i'm like okay yeah these are the people that i need to have on the contract and yeah. pay or and even then i'll say hey well can i hire you from this time and this time because mm-hmm. i my yeah hey you know just keep it around with them right. my budget is like this right around this time i can do this and around this time i need this mm-hmm. and then they can say yes or no right um you know they at their discretion but the main thing is i would not leave a job until you know that you can cover all of your expenses mm-hmm. and then you have to know if you're living above your means period so mm-hmm. if you're living above your means then Got downside, you gotta yeah. stop it. <laughs> and then if you like, and if you're a person that want to be lavish, then I mean, now you know you gotta really put it in the grind. Yeah. Or you'll say, well, do I really want to quit this job right now? Well, no. Well, let me just continue until I'm, I got all my lavish stuff out the way, so I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then I'll jump in. But it's like you gotta really, you gotta. Those are things that's really gotta be considered. And it's okay if you start a business, cause let's say you start this business and it don't work, and then. 
you get a job. That's really okay. Mm-hmm. Like in our mind, we gotta let go of that stigma. Oh my God, I fail. Right. Failure is a lesson learned. Yep. Uh, <laughs> and that's, that's really just at the end of the day, what it is. It's a lesson learned. Mm-hmm. For somehow, for some reason, we take failure, and it's just a lot of stigmas that we really gotta break in the community. Like. Yeah. Um, if you see somebody doing more than one thing, it's like, oh, they must be a hustler. Or they must don't really, you know, they're a jack of all traits mm-hmm. and a master of not. You can't really prove that just because that's your projection that you're putting on that person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, well, maybe they just gifted like that. Right. They just that's true. <laughs> or um, maybe they have H, you know, because I'm like, maybe I got HD, you know. Maybe, I, <laughs> yeah, maybe that's why I'm, but, and, and even for my husband, it's like, he'd be like, how do you, because if I leave, stop doing taxes, mm-hmm. and then I'll stop taxes, and he'd be like, we're going to take a break, and then I'll stop taxes, and I'll start sewing, and he'd be like, and I'm like, this is my break, because mm-hmm. for me, it's my break, because I'm not sitting behind a screen, mm-hmm. um, I'm yeah. not marketing. I'm 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 sewing, mm-hmm. and sometimes I might need a break from sewing, and I'll jump to you know entrepreneur. But it's for me, it works for me that way. Yeah. For everybody, it might not work that way, but for me, those are my breaks. Mm-hmm. Um, and then of course my children and yeah. But it's like um, it's just it kind of is. The more you learn, the more you, um, the easier it gets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And it don't matter how much you grow, you're always going to have some type of failure. You're always going to have some type of lesson you learn because you just, yeah. that's just life. That's the, true. the more you get into it, you might start saying, oh, man, I'm, I'm doing really good. And But then, let's say, I don't know, prom dresses don't become trendy anymore. Mm-hmm. Now it's like, okay, proms aren't trendy, so yeah. what was booming isn't booming anymore. Or... Because t- TurboTax is picking up on happening with da 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 da. Mm-hmm. Maybe this is it. So it's like you have to be able to. Um, that's why it's good to have that business have multiple streams of income. Yeah. Because you just never know what happens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you never know. So you you have to have that business. Don't just stand on one um, service that you offer. Right. <laughs> because you never know when it's going to shift. Right. So like you said, if the, if the prom dresses, the fancy dresses aren't trendy, you still in your fashion world have like the patterns and stuff that, that you right. have. So it's like, you're good regardless. Yep. That's, that's yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Or you can teach people how to make prom dresses. Cause yeah. that's going to be my other thing, but those classes are going to be expensive. Right. <laughs> cause they'll be starting from finish and they're learning the craft that they can take and start their own business with. But um, so it's like you know it's 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 knowing how to um, make the business work where you're not your service is not limited where mm-hmm. if it, if the trend dies then now <laughs> you back working yeah it's like you always got to think ahead for the future and you and the other thing is you can't be afraid of competition because what happens is people if someone say hey she's doing good with her non-profit let me start a non-profit with entrepreneurship mm-hmm. or hey she's doing good with taxes let me start a tax business it's not a threat to me because there's enough light for all of us to shine yes. Yes. <laughs> and at the same time if you're always looking for ways to service outside of just that one strip mm-hmm. then you'll be forever mm-hmm. you know what I mean and um, that's even like with becoming a tax lawyer when I became an enrolled agent being able to fight people's um, tax, like people, I had a client that had to owe the IRS $10,000 and I was able to remove that. Mm-hmm. Um, That's a lot. I know. I was able to, she didn't have to pay anything at all. And then some I got, and I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm only doing it from an enrolled agent. They allow you to act as an attorney, mm-hmm. but I would like to have 
more knowledge in mm-hmm. the tax law. So that's why I was like, let me go back to school. Let me yeah. go back to school. So that way, um, and it was uh, the biggest part for me was being able to see her happy and relieved of mm-hmm. not having to pay that debt. That's a lot. That's <laughs> a lot of weight to take off of somebody because the IRS, to me, is it's, they're scary. <laughs> Especially when it comes to like having old money and stuff, and you don't want to mess something up and. Yeah, and yeah. and when, and I was like, man. So I got more pleasure from. And it's one thing that get people refunds because I've I had people cry because they you know they got their got refund nice and they refund. really needed it and it mm-hmm. was a struggle. But then to help somebody not old, and that feeling was a really good feeling because mm-hmm. it's like, man, I, I'm actually offering a service that's helping somebody yeah. that could possibly be in debt because that interest, you know, that interest mm-hmm. <laughs> it gets up fast. So. Yes. That's the other thing. You have to love what you do, um, and you have to be able to solve somebody's problem. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other thing is, so whatever whatever you do is solving somebody's problem. Mm-hmm. Even with the prom dresses, it's not really solved, but it's bringing them happiness. It's mm-hmm. boosting confidence. Um, it's making them feel beautiful. But yeah. you have to be able to solve a problem in whatever business. What problem am I solving? Um, what is this doing for the person? And, you know, how should I, where should I go from there? And it's also important, and this is just a little, to know if your business should be a sole proprietor or Mm -hmm. should it be an LLC, should it be an S-Corp, like having that knowledge and learning. Mm -hmm. Um, Should I jump right into an LLC? You can, but that's if if you're not really making any money, then you should do it under a sole proprietor. Mm -hmm. But then when you start making money and if you start deciding that you're going to hire people, then okay it's a llc you know you have to know you have to learn all of those technical things that you need to learn because Mm -hmm. it'll determine uh, what you do and then it's so many things going around on facebook and people see things and they're like oh i can hire my child to um work for Mm -hmm. me and then they can i can write them off my Mm -hmm. it's like you really have Everything that you see, don't just take it for what it is. Make sure right. you actually do the research, yeah. speak with a lawyer, speak mm-hmm. with an accountant, and you have, before you jump into it, because sometimes you can trap yourself into more mm-hmm. debt or, um, or issues, mm-hmm. and you don't even know it. And that's a lot of times what happens with, um, that's what happens. People might yeah. end up saying, okay, let me get this LLC, and let me set up this sale tax. And now you're getting hit with a fine saying, hey, you owe sell tax. You're like, I didn't even make any money, but you set up those sell taxes, so now you got to pay that money. Can I say that was me? Because when I started my business, like, I literally didn't know what I was doing. I just went on Google, and I was like, okay, I got to do this. And I was doing this, doing this, doing this. I wasn't even selling anything on the Internet. I was just doing, like, vendor stuff. And it's like, I didn't realize. And then it's like, you have to do, like, these quarterly files and all this. And I'm like, I didn't know. And I remember getting um, a a little thing saying that I owed some money and I didn't make any money. And I'm like, what the heck? (laughs) But luckily the Lord came through and all, I don't know how, but um, I called the people and they're like, oh, I don't know what you're talking about. And I was like, are you sure? And uh, I don't know, somehow I got erased some way. Thank you, Jesus. I'm just saying that. (laughs) But it's like, that is true. Like you really have to educate yourself. Because you you can possibly not put yourself in more debt. And I've seen people who might get an actual profit business at LLC mm-hmm. and then they'll see oh you can file a zip mm-hmm. through your business and that's a big no-no if you're not a non-profit mm-hmm. so then they're using these zip forms they're going out and buying stuff and not having to pay taxes for their vendor things that they're buying mm-hmm. now they're getting hit with fines from the IRS saying hey you owe this money mm-hmm. but it's like 
you have to learn. Don't jump into anything. If you don't know it, the, I would recommend speaking to a lawyer, speaking yeah. to an accountant. Um, and that's the whole point of Melanin Entrepreneur is to be able to help people with mm-hmm. those small things that you don't know. Right. Um, the other thing is um, we're looking to get accredited. So anybody who goes through the program, mm-hmm. they'll be able to add those credits to their college courses or their university courses as well. Yeah. So that's in the works. Nice. <laughs> um, yeah, but so it's, so it's definitely... Um, it's just a it's a learning lesson. Yeah. It's failure is okay because you learned. <laughs> yeah. Um it's okay to not make any money to start off the first cuz the first honestly the first 3 years you're not going to really make money. Mm-hmm. You might make a little 100 to 4 or 500. You might and you might your business and not take that back cuz some people's business might they be just started. booming like that, mm-hmm. but it's okay to know you're starting off and it might be slow. Um and you're going to yeah. put out because you're going to be getting marketers and mm-hmm. um, going to vending events and yeah. um, and then at the vending events it's all about doing your research mm-hmm. researching your vending events because I, I did vending events before and some I was like okay this um, some I sold out on things mm-hmm. on and some I'm like okay this is a waste of my time yeah, and <laughs> money, money because lost. you gotta <laughs> pay like 200 300 sometimes to be a vendor event and then my books I was only selling them for $10 it's like I'll pay $200 to get there or to come to this event and then I'm only selling two books, like I'm only making twenty dollars. Like that was a major loss. But sometimes it may work because it's just like the exposure. And, then, but, and also that's tax write off because that's your business loss. <laughs> so um, and that and that part comes in handy when, like for me, I'm like okay, I'll do a vending event and pass out free cards and mm-hmm. flyers and things. I won't mind that loss because later I'm gonna write that off for my mm-hmm. business taxes. <laughs> so it's like you just knowing your wins and knowing your losses, but. Um, and also researching the places that you're going to, too. Because, mm-hmm. you know, okay, if this is... You just got to research it. Yeah. Okay, is this, has this place been going for a while? Let me see the reviews. Yeah. Is it worth me doing, you know? And then I saw, like, on some of them, because I was looking at, like, book fairs and stuff out of state. With some places, it says, like, whatever you sell, you got to file for tax or for taxes or something in that state if you make money. It was some weird stuff like that. And I was like, what? Right, right. And, and you really got to research. I ended up not going to those. So I'm like, that's doing too much. I don't know how to go through all that. But. <laughs> You'll have to file a non-residential um, taxes for that state. Yeah. Uh, but it's, and, and it might not be a bad thing because it might be worth it in the mm-hmm. future. Um, but, you know, it's just really, it's just really researching and marketing. Yeah. But that's, and oh, and, and this should be it. Like, okay. I keep, <laughs> You're good. <laughs> building and something I learned, um, Cause I'm not really. I'm getting more sociable on on social network. Mm-hmm. For the, for the boutique or for my fashion business, I don't have to necessarily be sociable. Mm-hmm. People like the clothes, so they buy them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm not like I'm building a story. That's mm-hmm. just um, with the taxes. I have to create stories and build stories and yeah. explain um, different. You know, I have to hit it from a different angle. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, because influencers. And branding is almost becoming one and one. A lot of times, people fall in love with yeah. your personal character, mm-hmm. and I haven't been doing it really on on um, social sites. Mm-hmm. But that's how it is. When people meet me, they might fall in love, and then they'll support from they they started off buying something, but now it's like, oh my god, oh my god, you may you they may have came to me for taxes, mm-hmm. but then they have daughters that's going to school, so now they ask me for prom dresses for later, dress, yeah. or either. Um, you just never know what angle it ends up happening from. 
And I was like, okay, I got to get more sociable with building my social brand on social media. Right. Even though I'm, I'm building that brand, you know, walking and talking every day. But it's just it's important to be able to keep up with the modern times. Yeah, uh, Because true. that people fall in love. They fall in love with your service. But then when they meet you, they fall in love with you mm-hmm. as well. So that's a really big, it's a really big thing. Yeah. Um, and it's very important. Mm-hmm. And... Um, Oh, this will, I think will be my last thing. Okay. More than money, happiness is the main reason um, why I do entrepreneurship. Um, for one, I get to see my children. Um, <laughs> if I decide I don't want to work at my office, I can stay home. Because a lot of times I'll just take my stuff home. Right. Um, if it's because I might have a lot of my clients like they'll just email me my stuff, email me their tax stuff. Or if I'm doing prom gowns, I can bring my machines home. Sometimes I, I got my machines split between my house and um, yeah. my office. So I can stay home and sew while my children, you know, come mm-hmm. and stalk me and we talk. And, you know, so it's, it's not, it's that happiness of being able to move freely um, and do what you love. Because sewing is like one of my therapies. And I would have to say... Um, accounting is too because I like math. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so and then you need math to sew. Um, Get all the measurements yes. and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like it's a one and and because I a lot of times I don't use patterns I create my own so you end up like what you do end up and end up working hand in hand with yeah. each other. But, so it's it's got to be you have to love what you do and happiness over everything and then having a budget and you know managing your money properly. And I would say those are the main goals to entrepreneurship. And it's not a rush to quit your job. It's not a rush. <laughs> Don't rush quit, quitting your job. Um, now, if you hate that job, find a job that's similar to the skill that you're already in. So at least yes. you can kind of, um, you'll feel, you know, you'll feel more comfortable. So if you're, I don't know, like how you said you're doing books, mm-hmm. then maybe you can move into something else in that same area. If I'm like, for me, I'm sewing, and if I ever went back, then I would rather work either in a sewing factory or... Mm-hmm. <laughs> and for me, I was working as a QA lab tech. And that wasn't... Um, it was with testing, like... Um, it was a bakery lab. Mm-hmm. But I was testing for, like, Listeria and E. coli. It had nothing to do with my... Yeah, nothing at all. <laughs> and, yeah. then, and then... It, but it was a cool job, don't get mm-hmm. me wrong. Um, we was... We were... You know, we were testing. Lab testing. Nice. Um, and then the other one, I... From that QA, I went to being a QA manager at another company, but then I had to set up their QA because they didn't have mm-hmm. one. But it was like, I don't have anything to do with taxes or sewing. <laughs> but I mean, so it's like, it's better if, at least if you're going to have a job while you're working your other job, kind of have it be something that you still can enjoy, or maybe even in the future, maybe even build a relationship with the company to partner. Um, with your business, because you yeah. just never know. You That's true. you never really know the outcome, um, or how you can, what relationship you mm-hmm. deal with that. So that's true. Yeah, so I think that is it. I, I think that's a good spot. Yes, Miss Lisa Brown Glasper. Make sure you guys go check her out. I'll put all her social media stuff. Um, Facebook at Lisa Glasper, Lisa Brown Glasper. Yes. Okay. Um, well, that's my personal. Okay, okay. Well, tell the people where to find you on social media. <laughs> you can find me either on Veronica Glasper on Facebook or Instagram. And then you have Brown Tax Service, LLC, DLG Fashion Boutique, and Melon Entrepreneurship. And those are on Facebook and Instagram. Um, 
And if you find me on LinkedIn, it'll be Lisa Brown Glasper. And you can find me on all of those on Twitter as well. Awesome. So thank you guys so much for tuning into this segment of Lessons Learned. I hope you learned some amazing lessons today from Miss Lisa Brown Glasper, who's an amazing entrepreneur, amazing woman, and I'm so excited that we had her on and she was able to share. So thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll see you next time.